has been a long time, but welcome back to the New England Travel Journal podcast. As always, I'm your host, Sam Dostler. Today, we are excited to finally record with Frank Denardi of Denardi Visual Productions. Frank is a Connecticut-based photographer and videographer. In July, he went from working in the field part-time to pursuing it full-time. You can find his website, DenardiVisualProductions.com, Instagram at Frank underscore Denardi, or you can follow him on YouTube, subscribe to him on YouTube, I should say, just by searching Frank Denardi. Frank, thanks so much for taking a little few minutes to join the podcast. Hey, Sam, thanks a lot for having me on. Um, I'm a big fan of the Instagram page that you guys have. Uh, you shared one of my videos on there recently, which was super exciting, and I'm happy to be here. We Well, I mentioned the YouTube page, and let's start there, because that's what's driving this conversation. We hope to do this podcast much sooner, but life gets in the way. Uh, you, you filmed a barred owl experience and posted it to YouTube, a documentary. It's titled The Ultimate Barred Owl Experience, currently over 11,000 views. It's a fantastic watch. Uh, take us through that. How did the project come about? Okay, so the project, well, let's, uh, we'll go back oh, uh, years ago. So I worked for my best friends at a landscaping company. I started working for them about 20 years ago, uh, three brothers that owned a business. And the youngest brother, Chris, was always into songbirds and, and raptors. And I didn't really care for the songbirds, but when he started pointing out the bald eagles and the hawks and the osprey and stuff that were around, it really caught my attention. And I really started to take a liking to them myself. So I started noticing them around town more and more and make a long story short, I ended up learning what birds made what calls. And I started to realize many years ago that I had owls um, around the property at my dad's house where I was living. So every once in a while we would see them. I would take an iPhone photo or two of them in the driveway or in the backyard. And I thought it was cool, but never really had this crazy attraction to them until I started my business and started photographing uh, wildlife. So it was around 2018 where I ended up making enough money with my business. I was able to buy a camera that shot really fast and a big zoom lens. And I decided that I wanted to start photographing these owls around my house. So we would hear them often and see them not as often because, you know, they're buried and hidden in the woods and everything, but ended up starting their learning or so I ended up starting learning their habits a little bit more and more where they were hiding out. And throughout 2019, I was able to grab some great photographs of them and even started to get some video clips of them. It was in December of 19, where I started to Google barred owls and came across a nesting box and out of scrap wood in the garage, my dad and I made this barred owl nesting box, picked out an area, hung it in a tree and make a long story short, they ended up using it and had their babies in it. And I documented them for seven months. Uh, take, take me through what documenting was like. How, how often did you head out into the woods? Uh, did you have strategies? Was there certain weather that you, you tried to go and see them in? Or did you try to go see them in all different kinds of weather? How, how did that all work? So after I hung up the box, I really started to pay attention. I was really invested in this. Now I really wanted to know more about them, where they were hanging out, what they were doing. So I started taking walks pretty much every single day. That time of year, I didn't have too much going on with work. I could take a day off when I wanted to or get out early. So it was pretty much every day that I was out in the woods looking for them. 
I noticed that they started hanging out more and more in this area where I put this box. I was able to photograph them more and see them in this area. I started telling my dad that I was getting a good feeling about it. I think they're going to use it. There were times where I would go into that area and I would actually walk right by them and I would do my circle and then come back and I would notice them and say, holy smokes, I walked right by the owl and didn't even realize it. Uh, but it wasn't until March 6th that I was in my vehicle, in our driveway, heading out, and I looked at the owl box, and I noticed that there was a barred owl, a butt hanging out of the box, so I quickly grabbed my camera and took this, you know, as far as composition goes, terrible photo, but also one of my most exciting photos ever was this barred owl that was halfway in and halfway out of this box, and I had said to my dad, you know, this, at this time, dad, this is it. They're, they're going to use this box. Um, sure enough, they started hanging out more and more in the area. I noticed them going back and forth. I could see them flying in and flying out. Um, and it was May 12th that, you know, make a make somewhat of a long story short of documenting throughout the, the months here. It was May 12th. Uh, the first baby made its way out of the box. I, I had about six missed calls from my dad when I was at work. And I said, what the heck is going on? But I knew it was owl related. So I called him back and he <laughs> says, Frank, you're not going to believe it. But the first baby is making its way out of the box. So sure enough, I rushed home that night. And that's where the baby part of the documentary started. I was documenting the mother and father for months prior. I, I actually even have photos of them mating, which if you watch the documentary, you can see that. I just happened to be sitting in my car in the driveway watching one of the owls sitting on a branch and the, the male owl came in and was on its back for a few seconds. And they're kind of bad photos again, but you know, you can see two owls that were mating. Uh, and you know, it was, it was May 6th that that first baby made its way out of the box. This is the New England Travel Journal podcast. We're talking with Frank Denardi of Denardi Visual Productions. We're talking about his ultimate barred owl experience. You can find that video on YouTube. Um, you know, throughout the film, you offer narration about what's happening in addition to, to showing off photos, videos, and, and whatnot from the documentation of this time period. Um, and you can tell when you listen to your narrations how excited you were about what you were watching, what you were witnessing about this project. But for you, what was it that really brought this project to life? What was it that made it this passion project, something that you wanted to, to follow through on? Uh, I would have to say that it was the, the actual hang of the box. It was such uh, a, I guess it was kind of a gamble whether they would use it or not. Once I learned their patterns a little bit more, I figured that I was going to be able to document them, but having them actually use that box that we made that was totally foreign to them, I think was the ultimate kicker for me. I think it's just amazing how they could go from one area that's just totally natural to them to going to something that's so different from them and feel, you know, so at home. Uh, and it was that it was that first baby coming out of the box that literally like melted my heart. I mean, I, I felt that I had a connection with the mother and father owl, just knowing them from around the property and getting somewhat comfortable to enough to photograph them from a close range. But when those babies came out, you know, people would say it to me when I would share these videos on Facebook and Instagram and, and photos and say like, Oh, they're like your, your kids or your, your nieces. I, I felt like this bond with them that they were actually somewhat mine and that I had to 
show their life off and show that show it share it with other people and see what they do because I, I I got interviewed by channel three about our local channel three news and I had said to them people go months years maybe some people even go a lifetime if they're not in the area where owls hang out of never seeing one and I was able to go in the backyard and see them on a daily basis so it was those babies. It was really the, the box and the babies that made me so attracted and, and wanted to share the story uh, so much. You can find Frank on Instagram at Frank underscore Denardi, his website, Denardi Visual Productions, or YouTube. You can subscribe to his channel, Frank Denardi. Um, talking about this, this journey a little bit more, what sort of response did you get from people? It was incredible. I... I always, you know, I, I've made a lot of friends. I, I worked uh, for this landscaping business for many years. And once I started to get into photography, people were asking me about it and they were curious. So I always had a, a nice amount of support um, with most photos that I had shared and especially the sh uh, photos of eagles and osprey and the owl photos really took it over the edge. So I started sharing some of the videos of the adults at my house, just quick, you know, one minute clips with some nice fitting music behind it. And people were really excited about them. But once I threw up the first video uh, with the babies in it, where the very beginning of the video is the mother owl who's halfway out of the box. You can see from her chest and her, her head are hanging out of the box with her rear end in it. And she flies away out of the box as if to say to the, baby that's ready to come out like you know come follow me come come see this big world out here and then within minutes or maybe even within seconds that baby just climbs the little ladder I had to make a little ladder in the box on the inside they're just pieces of wood that maybe are six inches long and uh, a half an inch thick but it's enough that they can get their talons and their beak on it and climb out and that video of that baby just making its way out there and showing its face to the world, the music that I put to it was great. And when I shared that video, we were just going into the COVID times and the world was kind of at a scary, dark, nobody really knew what was going to happen kind of place. But the feedback and the interaction that I got from that video made so many people so happy. And I knew that it was going to be a hit as, as, it, as the story was going to continue. So the feedback was incredible and not that I really needed motivation to go out and document them more, but it, it did give me that little extra push that I wanted to share and wanted to give people a smile if they were having a rough time or a bad day. We're chatting with Frank Denardi of Denardi Visual Productions. He's a Connecticut based photographer and videographer. We've been talking about his his documentary on YouTube, the ultimate barred owl experience, but Frank, let's switch gears a little bit. So. You're, you really haven't been in the photography and videography game for that long. Uh, you, you just this past July, July 2021, switched it from a part-time to a full-time gig. Take us through your journey a little bit. I know you touched upon it briefly, but how did you start in, in videography and photography and how did you get to where you are now? Awesome. Yeah, thanks. I, I love telling this story too. Uh, and, and this you know, I want to tell anybody who is doing this part-time and thinking about it full-time, if you build yourself up a little bit of a business and you get some customers and you're comfortable, you should consider it. The world of photography and videography is a big thing these days. Everything is so social and with Instagram and Facebook and TikTok, there's a lot to be had out there. So it was about 
five years ago or so now where I got a call from one of the customers at the landscaping business that I work for. And she says to me, the Frankie, I just got my son a drone and I know you're a techie and I'd love for you to come over and help him fly it. So I go over, I meet this 13 year old boy who I've had a relationship with these people for years. So he gets this drone out of the box and we're so excited. We get this thing up in the air and you're probably going to think I'm going to say we crashed it, but no, we didn't crash it. But within seconds of flying this drone, I was, I was in love with it. And I was, I had one a few days later and started flying it, started taking videos, started taking photos, shared them with some friends here and there. And they really liked the images. I guess I was one of the earlier people with a drone on my newsfeed. So they were really different photos to a lot of people. People thought I was up flying in a little Cessna taking shots or, you know, got up on a tower or something. But uh, so I got my FAA license a couple months after that. And I figured I would photograph a golf course every once in a while, or maybe photograph a house for a real estate agent. Little did I know the business would blow up and I had huge demand to go out and photograph and video all types of different things. And my, my first big opportunity was Fox Hopyard Golf Club in East Haddam, where I was a member for 10 years. And I somewhat begged them to let me do a video. I finally did it. They loved it. I shared it on social and that was it. Business started taking off. And when I first started, I would have maybe a job or two every month. I was excited if I could cover, uh, cover the cost of uh, a smaller camera and a smaller camera lens and uh, a tripod. And it just grew up to something within a couple years, I had started thinking, you know, maybe I could do this full time. Maybe this is something that I could support my family with. And I think from start to finish, it took me four years to where I decided that I was going to leave my full-time job that I had been at for 20 years with health insurance and all those benefits and everything to venture out on my own. And you've probably heard this from a lot of different people who do this, but it was totally worth it. And if you never take that leap, you just never, you never know what you're capable of and what could happen. So you just finished up your first half year uh, on your own full time. What, what's next? What's up for 2022? So 2022. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping big things. You know, I'm the type of person that I pretty much never say no to a job. If I can, if I can take out my camera or if I can take out my drone, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm not the type who wants to pass up on something. You know, if I ask somebody for a price and, you know, the budget for the job was $200 less, I'm not going to say no. I'm, I'm going to get out there and do whatever I can. I, I love the aspect of golf photography and videography. I'm a, I shouldn't say I'm a former golfer because I, I still play, but not as much. But I, I love the game of golf. Uh, I've been getting into more restaurant and food photography. Um, I love the real estate aspect of it, where you can do a drone video on the outside and then take that camera and gimbal and walk through the house and real estate was hot as we know for the past year. So I, I did a lot of real estate stuff. I want to build up my YouTube channel a little bit more. It's always been a dream of mine to get paid from YouTube. You know, I, I, I'm at 830 something subscribers. And once I get to a thousand I do qualify for watch minutes. So I'll be able to, you know, buy a Snickers bar and a, a, a seltzer every month for my <laughs> YouTube monetization, but just to get out more and more. And I just want to photograph and take video of anything and everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's what I want to do. <laughs> a little bit of everything to sum it up. 
Yeah, a little bit of everything. We'll do food. We'll do real estate. Uh, I also work for a really large YouTube channel, Tony and Chelsea Northrop out of Waterford, Connecticut, who are one of the biggest photography and videography related channels on YouTube. So I film with them. I edit a lot of their video. I know they've got some big things going on. And uh, oh, I also want to document my daughter. I recently had a daughter. She's three months old. So I've been taking lots of video and photos of her. And I think it will be great to make a kind of a lifetime video for her when she's five or 10 or 15 or when my wife and I are gone, she'll have this awesome video to look back on. Uh, and that's actually really important to me too. We're talking with Frank Denardi, Denardi Visual Productions. You can visit his website, denardivisualproductions.com, Instagram at Frank underscore Denardi, or find him on YouTube by searching Frank Denardi. 835 was how many subscribers I saw for Frank. So help him get to that 1000 number. Um, Frank, I, we always, whenever we have a videographer or photographer on the podcast, we always like to finish on this question. Um, of course, there's tons of people who love to, when they travel to, to take photos, whether it's with a, well, for, for layman terms, whether it's with a fancy camera or just with, with their iPhone, uh, they love to go out there and get some really fun shots. What, what sort of tips do you have or what's a tip you might share with someone who just said, you know, I, I, I'm just looking to get a cool shot while I'm out there on vacation. Uh, what would you tell them? My, my tip is to, to go out there and get it. Um, when I first got into this, I had this burning desire to, to always go out and grab these photographs, whether it was at night or during the day. Um, to be honest, it, it, obviously those lighting conditions are better, but if you can't get out there at those hours, go out and take that photo anytime and share the photo. I, that was the, the biggest thing for me. That was the biggest thing for building my business to get a, a little bit of recognition was sharing what I took. In the beginning, I didn't take great photos. Sometimes they weren't compositionally proper, but the fact that you got out there, you took the photo, you shared it, you might've made somebody's day with that photo. Just, it, somebody could have got married at that spot or uh, you have a, a memory at that spot. So get out there, take the photo, share it, and enjoy the process of it too. There's a ton to learn. Just do it. <laughs> that, would be, that would be my thing. Get out there and just do it. Well, that's the best advice I think you could get. Just go out and do it. He has been Frank Denardi. Franks, thanks so much for uh, taking a few minutes to join us on the New England Travel Journal podcast. Anytime, Sam. Thanks so much for having me on. I've listened to several versions of the podcast. Uh, a couple of my favorites were with Ryan Zip who is a guy that I've met personally and uh, am a big fan of. And I'm a big fan of the show and your Instagram page and everything you guys do. Well, I appreciate it, Frank. And uh, hopefully we can uh, see more of Frank in 2022. In 2022. He is Frank Denardi, Denardi Visual Productions. One more time, the website, DenardiVisualProductions.com. Instagram at Frank underscore Denardi. YouTube, Frank Denardi. I've been your host, Sam Dostler. Thanks so much for listening to this version of the New England Travel Journal podcast.